did play just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> Welcome back to 88.3 Joshua T's After Further Review. We just got done talking a little bit about Kaepernick. Talk a little bit more football here as the AAF made its premiere last weekend. And uh, David will give us his thoughts on the new league. Yes, for those that are still iffy, and some people are saying it's a developmental league and experimentally, I think if we're just going to look at the games, all of them were compelling. All of them were interesting. All of them had something that you can look at. And I think one of the things that I failed to mention last week is that a lot of the new systems and devices that AEF are trying to implement in terms of their game are going to be helpful. I think looking, kind of a lot of people are talking about the innovation of having the referee mic'd up during the instant replay so we can kind of get a real-time as the referees are talking through what they're seeing and how they're going to view, I think that's going to be something that's huge. You had the instance of the sky judge where you have a official at the top of the field looking to call for a egregious call. And then the football game, I mean, obviously it's not the NFL and people are, I think a lot of people came into this thinking, oh, this is going to be NFL. There are a bunch of ex players. It's going to be similarly. It's not. Like it's a mix of guys that are fresh out of college. There's some older veterans. There's some younger NFL veterans. Logan Woodside in the league. Yeah, and Logan Woodside was one of the standout performances. I mean, eighteen for thirty-six, two hundred fifty-five yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. I mean, basically what he did at Toledo. I mean, kind of solid performance. I mean, you look at a guy like Jonathan Masquire on the defensive end, you know, a couple of big plays on defense. You look at Trent Brickerson, that marquee name that everyone was expecting. He had a great game week one. So I think it's, it's an adjustment because it's February football, and a lot of people assume that any football that's not the NFL is just meh. But I think if you really just sit back and watch and kind of not getting to the intricacies of the game, per se. Like, there's a couple things that obviously are going to be different. Like, you know, you can only blitz so many guys. And so that's obviously different than, say, me, a Steelers fan, who's used to seeing seven, eight blitz in the, you know, at any given time. So I think some of those things, or instead of going for an onside kick, the team has to convert a fourth and sixteen. To get, you know, to maintain possession. Like some of those things, they seem a little quirky. Even the referee mic'd up in the booth seems a little weird because you're listening to the referee explain kind of what they're thinking. But I think if you not give it a chance, but just, just sit with it a couple weeks. I know kind of 
with any sports league where you get that high week one, but then after the nostalgia wears off, you're like, yeah, this is okay football. But, I mean, I would rather watch the AAF than some NFL games if we're just going to be honest. Really? Why is that? Like, I mean, because we, we joke about it during the season. Like, the Thursday night Titan-Jaguars game. Like, <laughs> no one wants to watch that. Like, not even the people in Tennessee. Like, we we talk about some of these teams that have poor attendance. They're intentionally trying to tank or not trying to tank. Like, there are games in the AFC East. Like, Bill's Jets. Like, even the players aren't watching it. They're busy talking to the fans because they can't bear to watch it. So it's like there are some games that yet it doesn't have the NFL appeal, the you know billion-dollar budget, the fan, all the fancy plays. But, I mean, hey, this is still football. There are still a lot of guys in this AAF that are trying to get that second chance to get back in the league or just show, show the league what we got. And then I think most importantly, if you look like some leagues, you you wonder like about the coaching, like oh, like who's actually training these players up, who's working with these players in these developmental leagues. I mean, if you look at all ages of the coaches, like these are marquee coaches with tons, like years and years and years of experience. Even some of the coordinators. Like, Bob Sanders is a defensive coordinator. And for those that don't remember, Bob Sanders was a beast at safety in Indianapolis. Yeah, before his, before the injuries. Yeah, before the injuries got him, he was a hell of a, of, a, of a defensive back. Yeah, and you have Michael Vick as an offensive coordinator. Like, who doesn't want to see Michael Vick, run, like, running an offense? Like, like, there's just some of those things that, from the coaching perspective, it's not only these guys honing their strikes, in terms of getting coaching experience, but you get to see some of these recognizable names. Like, oh, Bob Sanders. You know, if there wasn't this rule, you would probably be doing safety blitzes every three plays. But just kind of them working, the ex-pros working with these marquee coaches, and then the coaches themselves with personality, with all the experience they have. Like, they're teaching these a lot of these players, like, hey, we know about the NFL. We know about elite of the elite of the elite. So, like, I I think it's not just beneficial for the game, but also the players are learning like a heck of a lot more than like you would normally get in kind of this developmental league. Yeah, I I wasn't able, I was only able to see a little bit of it. There's some other UT Rockets in the league too. There's Logan Woodside and who? There's a I'm trying to think who is Roland. I think it's Roland Milligan. I believe, I believe so. Let me. I was looking at some of the rosters just as kind of as we were doing it last week, kind of as we were going through. Uh, yeah, because I know that uh, there was Woodside. It was I think it might have been Roland Milica who's been in the league a lot. But yeah, it, it, like I said, it, it it this is a real football league and. It's going to be interesting to see what the XFL brings. I think the AAF getting out early before the XFL puts a lot of pressure on the XFL, especially not knowing its past history. I'm sure it's going to be a little bit more 
real football than what they try to do in the past almost what, 15, 16 years ago when, or basically almost 18 years ago basically when it was more of a WWF at the time. Now WWE takes on football with this AAF coming around, the XFL's going to have to be competing for players, and especially elite players. I mean, we all know that these aren't elite players, and everyone wants to see really good football because it's kind of sad. I sometimes, I hate to say it, but there's guys around in this area that play semi-pro football, and it's um, it's some, it's some bad football to watch at times. You know what I'm saying? It, it really, it really. Uh, you know, the, the shouts out to, you know, the Knights and the Toledo Thunder from the last few years. And they play at the Glass Bowl once in a while. But it, sometimes you go out there and you watch and it's like, dude, you need to hang up the cleats. Uh, you know, it's nothing wrong playing flag football with the old guys or stuff like that. But when you're really thinking that you can play some semi-pro or still think you can, you know, run with the, with the pads on and hit, it, it, it looks kind of bad. Yeah, and, and just kind of looking through a lot of these rosters, like there are, like it's not an old retirement kind of league. Like most of these players are fresh out or relatively fresh out. There are a couple of guys with a couple of years of NFL experience. Mm-hmm. Like I was, you know, some some with six or seven years, but then that puts them, you know, twenty eight, twenty nine, you know, and sometimes thirty. Like so, since they're still in the prime of their career, and then you look at. Some of the Rockets that are like, you have offensive tackle Brant Weiss, who plays for the Arizona Hotshots, and then we got Logan, and then Jay Rohn is also in San Antonio. So, I mean, these are guys. That's right. That, Jay Rohn Elliott is. That's right. That's who it is. Played with the Packers. Uh, yeah, Jay yeah, Rohn so, Elliott is in the league. So, I mean, these are guys that we saw when we were in the booth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're not that old. If it, so, I mean, it shows that. While they're trying to get more of a not a complete MSL, this being an alternative pipeline, but it is a league that's professional enough to where, like, yeah, some of these semi pros, like, they still have, you know, the intensity, they want to have the excitement and they bring it, but it's not the same as being coached and yelled at by Steve Spurrier mm. or getting your defensive play calling from Bob Sanders. Like, this is, like, actual, legit football. Some of the things that they're trying to do from a league-wide perspective is to help not only prove that this is a different kind of league than the XFL was as developmentally, but something that can be viable long-term, where it can be, hey, if you know you're not guaranteed to be one of those 256 picks in the NFL draft, okay, here's an option that you can go to. Or if you know, the guy in the NFL doesn't pan out, hey, you know, you know, you spent three years in the league, come over here. You're still fresh. You still have a lot of experience. You're going to be a name that people recognize because you're so recently removed from the NFL. So I think it keeps enough people's attention. And because it's right after the NFL season starts, it fills in this wall in terms of, I mean, what else are you going to watch during this time if you're not a diehard basketball fan? Yeah, that's true. I mean, like I said, if you like football, 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 you watch anything. That's just like me watching the uh, NBA uh, uh, Summer League, actually. <laughs> but yeah, I know that the, the guys are second-tier NBA players. But then again, it's always good to sometimes, you know, 
kick back and relax and watch a little, you know, NBA Summer League basketball, especially when you see guys that you used to see in college. And I think that's what the AAF is almost like. It's almost like the NFL Spring League, basically. Uh, you get to see guys maybe compete for teams and and, and see what they can can bring to the table. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this league – I think the, the league getting off t- – before the XFL really establishes something for uh, for them uh, to get their uh, a lead or some against them against the XFL. So anyway, we're gonna take a. Yeah. a what do you say? No, I was just gonna say yeah. The XFL has a lot of work to do because now they're behind the eight ball and they gotta. They may just have to bring back the intensity. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, we talk a little bit about minor league football. Now we talk about David Stotts in the first half of the NBA season. That and more here on 88.3 WTs. After further review, we'll be back after this.